in three, two, one. All right, welcome back, all you podcast listeners, all you listeners to Second Thoughts, and all you newcomers that's just coming in. Uh, thank you for uh, clicking on and listening to us. Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome to Second Thought. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, and today I got some special guests with me today. Uh, I got my main man, Ramon. Say what's up, Ramon. Yo. Alright, and I got uh, my brother from another mother that I've been knowing since 2014. I got Troy with me today. What's up, Troy? How y'all doing? Alright, and uh, today our first topic of the day is what is your favorite match of the WrestleMania card, a WrestleMania 35 card? I want to go first on that. Anybody? All right. Go for it. Well, I'm going to say the best match of the night, and my favorite match is the Kofi Kingston, Daniel Bryan. I feel like that's going to be the best action-packed back-and-forth match. And in the ending, hopefully, even though I'm pretty sure they're going to have Kofi win, but I've read that they might have Big E turn heel and cost Kofi the match, which would be dumb. In my opinion. I would I would hate they wouldn't ruin the new day like that. Honestly. If that's gonna be like if that's gonna be that ending to that match, I hope it got it on ruin the new day like that because that's your uh well, I'm gonna say it. That's your black stable. That's your black team. Like your all black team, and you're and one I of the like... best and the best all black teams that you had in all of WWE. And you're just gonna ruin it like that? Come on now. I feel like if you're gonna turn him heel, at least let Kofi have like a title run into like SummerSlam, and then have him turn on him, or or you can just have them go their separate ways. Because I feel like you can have Kofi win the belt, defend it, and then you can have the free bird rule where all of them defend the belt and then have one of them, the reason Kofi loses the belt because one of them loses. Something like that. Hmm. That sounds like a good uh, storyline, though. Yeah. Definitely think it sounds good. But I, I hope they don't ruin New Day like that because – that's going to be terrible. I feel like um, that. Belt, that'd be terrible. But this is WWE, so 50-50 chance that might happen. Sadly. Yeah. All right, let's see. I think the best match, I agree with Ramon, definitely going to be Kofi and Brian. Match I'm most forward, look, most forward looking most forward to is Batiste and Triple H. Even though I already know Triple, well, everybody knows Triple H is going to win. I mean, that's a guarantee. Facts. I mean, facts. I mean, even if he didn't win, this, this, this does anybody really believe there's going to be a class match ever? No. Oh. No. <clears throat> I think my uh, my favorite match, my favorite match is going to be. Uh, Becky versus Charlotte versus uh versus uh 
Ronda. That's gonna be my favorite match because uh, I'm I'm a Becky Lynch fan, so that's just I'm I'm just rooting for her. I hope she gets it done. I hope she gets the dub, and then uh, she goes on the Raw. She becomes the next big thing here, uh, the next big woman in WWE. She becomes the next big draw. That's my that's gonna be my favorite match in my outcome prediction. Like the most. The best match that I've seen on this card is probably gonna be uh, it, it's probably gonna be Kofi versus uh Bryant. That's gonna be it's gonna be that one, or it's gonna be uh Roman versus Drew McIntyre. Cause those two, Roman versus Drew McIntyre, they gonna slug it out. They gonna oh man, that's gonna be physical. It's gonna be powerful, like. I hope it's like a no disqualification or like a no holds bars or a last man stand. Like they need some type of stipulation so that way they could just completely let go and like they could destroy half of the ring and stuff like that. Like we we need to see like well, I need to see like Roman versus uh Drew McIntyre go in. I'd like to see a Roman Reigns heel turn um, at the end of the at the for that rockwell. Man, be dope. I just don't see them turning Roman heel. I mean, they should. He should have been a heel ever since he debuted. Because obviously, it doesn't really make sense for him to be a face. Yeah, his. I mean, like before he. I mean, before his, he uh, got called. The shield had the shield been. been well, that that was different though. I'm talking about like pure like singles competition. Before Roman Reigns uh, down in FPW, his like that gimmick that he had was pretty, like, spot on. It worked. Hmm. When he went under his actual name. Um, um, We were were talking about this in the group chat, and I wanted to just bring it out to the podcast. Um, Do you guys think the women deserve a mid-card championship? Like, you know how the men have a mid-card championship, like the United States and the Intercontinental and all the tag teams and stuff like that? Do you think the women... I would say one. I wouldn't, like, give them, like, all these belts and then everybody have belts and stuff. Like, that would be dope. I figure, like, you can have the tag team belts for each show, unify the main belts, then have that title dependent on both shows and have like a mid card global global women's title or some something random name. That way more women get in the spotlight. Sure. Do we lose Troy? No, I'm here. Uh I don't think it's a bad idea. But I'm not. I don't know. I just don't feel like there's enough slots on a pay per view minus WrestleMania to defend every single one of those titles. And I feel like if you have titles that aren't being defended from pay per view to pay per view, they're kind of they don't hold much value. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I agree with Troy. Like you're. It's going to be rough trying to get all of those titles defended because that means every title, every 
basically every pay per view, if, if you're not WrestleMania, is gonna be like a championship match, which wouldn't be bad. But you could you could just have a night of champions, and then everything's gonna basically be a night of champions pay per view. Uh, added a mid card title to the women's division that'd be good, but I would also like to keep uh, two separate the Raw, the Raw and SmackDown women's championships. Uh, because I feel like there's a lot of lot of women um, that aren't being used, that like singles competition women that's not being used. So I would like to keep the two champions, and then that mid card that mid card title, you could just you could just have it on Raw and SmackDown. I wouldn't have the uh, the main championship uh, for Raw and SmackDown. Like mid card, yes, just how just how they do the women's, yeah. And then how they're doing with the uh, women's tag team championship? How they're just not bringing out two tag team championships? They yeah. only brought one, and you saw how Becky and and uh, not Becky, Bailey and uh, Sasha are going between Raw, SmackDown. They even went to NXT and stuff like that. So it's like I'd rather see that for the mid card than two main ta- champions, uh, one main champion and two mid cards. Shayna Baszler is gonna come take all the belts anyway, so it don't matter when she gets called up. Beat everybody up. If she ever, if she ever gets called up, because who's who's she gonna take? You still got uh, you still got Nikki Cross, who's just just a gimmick at this point. She's just a promo. You still got that other chick that just come out. Uh, that that saying y'all some nasties, or she don't say anything at all. I think y'all know who I'm talking about. The the military chick. Uh, that be coming out. I have no idea. No. Uh, she she's like she's like a blonde, and she wears like kind of like some military gear, and she she doesn't come out and say anything, but she just comes out and she'll she'll like. Go down to the ring. Are they talking about Lacey right Evans? Out. Yes, I remember her last name is Evans. Uh, I don't know because I never seen her compete, but I won't. I can't see her compete if she can't get a uh, freaking match. Like she's been, she's been. Uh, ah, she muscular. She got called up when. Uh, I mean, yeah. that's <laughs> she she got called up when uh, EC three. Uh, Nikki Cross and the other big fat, the big fat chubby guys, uh, heavy machinery when they got called up, and you could hand fill every single one of them. They've been in like a handful of matches. Like I don't think they been in ten matches. And that's I feel like all the only them. two like women that's like I'm focused on coming up, ready to see you know get called up is Bianca Belair and Shayna Baszler. Out of NXT, everybody, all the other women is like, eh. Those are the two big names. Once again, I wouldn't. I if I was them, I I'd be like, look, I'm not stepping on the main roster until uh until there's some open spots or there's some time, some time where I could be like on every other freaking uh every other TV show because uh. Basically, they have to have a plan. It's, it's from 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 a TV standpoint, it looks like it's the same person after the same person after the same person. And this is for the women and men, by the way. It's the same people. So it's like, what's the point of calling up these NXT guys 
or girls, and they just BS it. True. Um, other than us going on another fucking uh sorry another 20 minute uh wwe rant because we just we don't know what vince or wwe creative or writers they, they just they just messing up that's all i can say uh but ramon had an interesting topic uh in mind um uh, he he was saying whose game translates better year one and this is year one in the nba Whose game is going to translate better, Zion or uh, Murray? His last name's Murray. John Morant. And we lost Troy. John John Morant is his name. John Morant, I think. John Morant, okay. I'll go with John Morant because, I mean, he has the speed to run an offense and he can run the pick and roll. And he has an actual jumper somewhat. Zion, I think, is going to kind of struggle scoring on a consistent basis because he doesn't have a jump shot. Don't think him, even though at, him at 285, is going to be able to like bully NBA players and score consistently. Still think he'll have a good rookie year or whatever, but it's not going to be nothing outstanding, in my opinion. So you, you're saying Zion game is not really going to translate that well the first year in the NBA? No, not really. Basically, if he can, like, he basically has to, like, if he could, he could basically get away with having a, even though this would be a great rookie year for him, if he could have a Blake Griffin first few years while developing and developing everything else. By the time that rookie contract is up, he'll be straight. I don't think people, uh, I don't think the media and uh, the hype beast on Zion is going to allow that to just let him develop. I feel like they're going to be like, he needs to be the LeBron, how LeBron was when he first came out. He needs to be like a Grant Hill when Grant Hill first came out. Like, you need to. You need to uh, get rookie of the year, like straight off the bat. It's like you ain't putting up rookie of the year numbers. Then what? What you do is like, but uh, whose game is gonna translate better? Uh, I feel like you're, and this is way too early to predict. But I feel like uh, you're right with Javante, uh, just mainly because he's gonna be a point guard. And uh, Zion is going to be, like, more off the ball in the NBA. He's going to be playing more off ball. Because uh, with Duke, if you really look at it, he's, like, he's touching the ball, like, every possession. At, at least once. So, or he's controlling. It's either he's touching the ball or he's controlling the ball. If, if we had, like, I wish I had the number of his usage uh, right now because it's probably high. For a college player, and that's crazy. Um, but yeah, I think in the NBA, his usage is gonna go down because, like, like you said, he doesn't really have a jump shot, so it's gonna be kind of tough, especially in today's NBA, to get him open. Um, and it's gonna be tough for him to create his own jump shot. So I think Murray's gonna Murray's gonna have a good rookie year, 
but overall, Zion is gonna is probably gonna be the better play. Uh, translating year one, I would yeah, have to go. I would have to go Zion just because of his physical stature. I feel like John Morant, he's gonna be a superstar point guard, but he might have to put on a little bit of muscle. Maybe like at the most, add about seven pounds That's... to his frame, but add enough muscle to where he can go to the basket, take some contact, and finish on people. Whereas Zion already has that. He already has that uh, that physical stature. He don't have to worry about putting weight on or getting bigger or anything because he's already juiced. Yeah. Juice, you say. So steroids, of course, right? No, I'm just playing. No. Nah. We, we are not accusing uh, Zion. Nah, Juice, man. Juice, man, Williamson. At least let me put it like this. I am not. Uh, I have no idea for my uh, other two guys. But, hey, but yeah, they're both going to um, have solid careers. But did any – he? please, people, stop saying Zion's a top 50 NBA player and he hasn't even played in the NBA. Like, that's crazy. And then they had names left off the list or whatever where y'all would have had Zion. It's like Chris Middleton – and other players, like, I don't think Blake was on the list. Like, come on. T.J. McCollum, Bradley Beal. Yeah, Davis was up to the top. Wait, you're saying, you're saying Chris Melton is a top 50 player? Well, maybe not top 50, but I'm saying, like, he's better than Zion, I believe. Like, they don't say a top 50 player. He's definitely a top 50 player. Yeah, he's an all-star. Uh, just because you're an all-star for one year doesn't mean you're like a top fifth player. Though. He's pretty consistent. Only half of that makes the all-star team. Just think about that. I'm, I'm saying I, I got to go down the list of uh, NBA players. And then, hey, Chris Middleton could be on that list. I just got to go down the list of NBA players. So I got to be like, okay, so this is my 50. This is and if Chris Melting makes it in that fifth way, Bayless was sitting up there. He was up there talking about Zion. he would take Zion over Bradley Beal and like Gordon Hayward, that's D'Angelo crazy. Russell. Come on. That's crazy. I I feel like they they paid Skip Bayless to say that just so they get they could get some nah, Skip usually says outlandish things. And then Paul Pierce was the one that said he was a top fifty player. And then Cowherd said top twenty. So yeah. I I stopped watching. Uh, when Cowherd said that the Saints' corners are just basically irrelevant and we, they ain't trash, garbage, terrible. Like I I was just like, all right, Cowherd, you just lost all all credibility. Like I don't need to listen to you anymore. I barely listen to the show anyway, but now I'm really, I really just stop. I'm just gonna go watch ESPN at that time. Yeah, he's tripping. Um, yep. Um, let's see. But is Zion a top fifty player? No, because he hasn't even stepped on the court. I can't. Yeah, I, I, I can't tell you he's a top fifty player if he doesn't play in the NBA. That doesn't make any sense. Right. right. 
Um, here's here's another thing. I think yeah, we were talking about this and in the in the kick chat. And by the way, we always talk about we always talk about random stuff in the kick chat, but we need to start bringing them over to the podcast. Um, if this person during their prime or or let's, let me put it like this: if this NBA player, let me clear this up: if this NBA player uh, did not go through so many injuries. Um, during their NBA career or prime, w- would they be a better? Would they be a way better player, or would they be exactly not exactly the same? But what, what would the different outcome be if this person didn't have to go through so many injuries? I'm gonna go with Grant Hill, LeBron before LeBron. Basically, he would have been up there. Didn't we have a list of players? Uh, like Troy was saying, we we did we did have a list. Uh, I think we on that list we did we did add Grant Hill. We said Tim Hardaway. Uh, I definitely said uh, Trace McGrady. I had the I had the numbers. Uh, D Rose. Grant. The drop. Great anchor. Yeah. Brandon Roy was on it, but uh, I remember Grant Hill, yeah, Tracy McGrady, uh, Brandon Roy, somebody else. I think I slipped. Grant Hill probably because he got hurt like before he even got into his prime. Like he was just getting in the league, got hurt. I think they traded him to the Magic, got hurt again. I think he missed like probably like. He might have missed like four total seasons worth of games from all his injuries. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, I, I'm definitely saying Trace McGrady because he had uh, in his prime. So this is like 2001 to all the way to like 2000, 2009. Uh, so in, in his prime, he averaged 27 points, uh, seven rebounds, five assists, Two steals, uh, a block, and forty-four percent from the field, and this is uh, during his Magic and Rockets days. And you also got to think if uh, if T if Tracy McGrady was healthy, that means he gets more games with Yao Ming. Oh, who another person who, if they would have stayed healthy, would have had another good career because that Rockets team was good before the Lakers got good, uh, before Kobe could get that other championship that championship without uh. Shaq? Yeah, they had so, T-Mac, Yao, the, uh, and Shane Battier. Yeah, Shane Battier. And then they had some uh, some good role players, too. Uh, Rayford Austin. Skip uh, to my Lou. They had – Skip to – yeah. Uh, they had Kyle Lowry. Yeah, they had Kyle Lowry. Uh, they had Kevin Martin at one point. Kevin Martin could be another person you could add to the list. Uh, if they that's one person we got to look at, though. Kyle Lowry, how did he bounce around from team to team for like almost seven, eight years before people found out he was good? He didn't. I don't know because he uh, they didn't realize he was good until he got to the Rockets, and then like the Rockets, they couldn't pay him the money that he wanted, so he went to the Raptors. I remember that because I was in Houston. Right away here. 
I won't forget, dear. Oh. Uh, You're getting close to vacation time, aren't you? There. Uh, we leave. Another person I think would be good is uh, Eric Gordon. Yeah, you could throw Eric Gordon on the list. Sean Livingston. A lot of people Sorry. don't really notice, but Eric Gordon was – he was a, a athletic freak coming up. He wasn't just a spot-up three-point shooter like he is now. Like, he'll go down on you. Yeah. Shout-out to Eric Gordon. really don't know that. Yeah. With the Clippers, shout him out. I mean, I could have some choice. What was he, like Gordon. a top ten pick? Eric Gordon was like the number three or four pick in the draft, I think. <laughs> Oh, Shout out to old him. man Greg Oden. He was just too injury prone. And terrible. Oh, yep. Greg, Greg Oden. I mean, Greg uh, Oden, the, the problem with him was he, he he got injured, but the game was also changing when he was stepping in, if you're really thinking about it. The three-point shot was really starting to become important. So... Even if he did stay healthy, it's like, damn. Like, he, he would have been extinct by now. But he did end up winning the championship on the Miami Heat, so. Just for being on the roster. Um, all right. And then our next topic, we, we were saying, uh, Ramon was bringing up. If you could put two artists together, like music artists, if you could put them together and they create and they create an album, would that album be fire? Would it be all right? Like, would it? Would you think it like would it like take off during right now in this in this like new age uh, music wave? Uh, and who would that two artists be? You talking about the collab album? Uh, it could be a rap album. It could be like a pop album. It don't matter. It's just a music album. Kendrick Lamar. That would be fire. You say J Cole and Kendrick Lamar? Yes, that 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 should be coming soon. You know, or Drake, J Cole, Drake, Kendrick. Drake, Kendrick is never gonna happen. But Drake, J Cole, I can see that happening. Yeah. I don't think those two are ever going to get all that solid together again. So, Let me think about this one. I think I have something. Uh, and, and the reason why I say, like, oh, it could be, like, any type of music genre is because you got to think of, like, you got to think of uh, Jay-Z and what, what was that rock band, yeah. Linkin Park? Yeah, so... I mean, it can be any type of, as long as they can uh, make music together. You think they, they're a good fit? By all means, go ahead. Uh, for me, I feel like Childish Gambino and Chance the Rapper, that's going to be a good album. That's going to be a good music album. Uh, just by their songs that they've been doing, they, they did in the past. And they've been rumored, they've been like, rumored to be dropping a project together since uh, Chance the Rapper first came out. So, I think this is long overdue. I feel like it can win album of the year and I feel like it'll be better than Watch the Film. Okay, that's just me. 
All right, I'm going to throw a curveball at y'all. I'm going to drop. I'm going to give you a person who's currently dead and a a person who's currently alive that I feel like would have made a collaboration at one point that couldn't for obvious reasons. I'm going to go with Tupac and Eminem. Oh, yes. That would be fire. Ah. Interesting. That would be fire. Oh, another good one. Since you bring up Tupac, I'm going to bring up uh, Tupac and Kendrick Lamar. You can go with that. Yeah. Abigail, and Lonzo Ball. I'm just kidding. You're fired. <laughs> who in Lonzo Ball? Damian Lillard and Lonzo Ball. Stop. No, did y'all hear that song with uh, Lonzo Ball? Hey, that was kind of cold. No, because I don't know. That was kind of that was kind of solid. Kind of solid. I, I, it, it's, it's a, yeah, I, I'm a good one. No, it's a it's a solid song. You should actually. He's actually decent. Lonzo is actually a, could actually have a decent rap career if he basketball doesn't work out. If that makes any sense. I think he's doing okay with basketball. He needs to I mean, stay in I the weight room. Right. I feel like. I still think he'll, you know, he'll get there on the basketball end. I think he needs to come to New Orleans now that he he don't have his dad in his ear talking about some. Oh, we're going to Phoenix. Phoenix gonna take us. Like, no, if you if Lakers and Pelicans somehow pull off this trade, he should be like, all right, well, New Orleans is my new city. Let me get my jersey retired here, and let me be part of the Nike brand here. And Puma, Puma, yeah, Puma, Puma. Uh huh. Y'all saw that, right? How uh, Alan Foster had took, um, what was it, $1.5 million out of his account? Yeah. But I heard like, that that happened like, that shit happened like five, six months ago, and Lamar just now checked it. Found out all that money was gone. So. I, mm, I, how do you just let five one point five million dollars just like disappear? But then again, I figured like that's on them because they said they like they was talking about his background and like he's done this before, and y'all still hired him. Yeah, I heard about that. He did like time in prison or something, from what I heard. Yeah, he's done this, he done this like multiple times, and like and, and, still and, the, was, like, and the, the time he did in prison was directly correlated to him like tabling money from somebody, and then he exactly. ended up getting caught. So I got to look at Levar Big Baller over there and hand him an L for that one. He's gonna have to sign that L. Yeah, I'm. I'm understand. It's been your. It's been your friend since like a decade or something like that. Like it's been a long time friend, but it's like, come on now. I understand you try to help out your friend, but like, I I would only help out friends that I can trust. And like, that's my yeah. Like, if you don't, if if your background is shaky and I can hand, I can trust you with money. Yeah. Um, Man, we started talking about uh, Lonzo. Um, 
Let's have another cut. I'm owning that damn oh. fidget spinner. I Darn. don't have a fidget. I don't have a fidget spinner. Yeah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> it sound like it sound like you bring that fidget spinner everywhere with you. <laughs> no comment unless y'all want to sponsor me by fidget spinners. Any fidget spinner sponsors hit me up on Twitter, Ramon Burgundy. Anchor, hit me up. Hit, hit me up on my email that I just sent out today. You know, like uh, we we need some ad revenue over here. Trying to get my uh my dude Ramon a place out here in New Orleans so then we could uh do a visual podcast. Yeah. Facts. Start up my um, YouTube. You know, me and Troy out here on the YouTube. Straight grinding. And then, anyways, <laughs> uh, the no- another topic we was going to talk about today is uh, what movie are you looking forward to in 2019? What is The Lion King? You're, you're looking forward to a live The action. Lion King live action. Honorable mention Toy Story 4. <laughs> All right, I can rock with the Toy Story 4. I'm gonna go Hobbs and Shaw. Okay, I can agree with this one. Yeah. Roman Reigns uh, fan. No, low key. Troy. He just don't let nobody know about it. I don't hate Roman Reigns. I just <laughs> I think the WWE's doing a disservice to him and what he can bring to the table and it makes him look bad. Facts. Facts. Your your uh biggest well not biggest but like all right no actually no I'm going with this your biggest um male draw that's not named Brock Lesnar but yet he's getting he was getting booed out the arenas like I still remember the road the uh the Royal Rumble in Philly and he had the Rock come help him win uh win the Royal Rumble that was terrible. That ending was so bad. It's bad so bad. Damn, that was terrible. Uh, but the movie I'm looking forward to the most, if anybody knows me, it's probably gonna it's gonna be the Avengers Endgame. I'm also looking forward to Hobbs and Shaw. That that's number two. My Avengers Endgame. Like this, this has been a ten-year Marvel movies. Like, like that's crazy to me. And the original, it's mostly focusing on the original six. So this is this is basically the last little run of we're we're gonna get with the original six. So it's yeah, it, it sucks. It's coming to an end for the for the originals. So I, I'm really looking forward to. Avengers Endgame come April the 26th. And you know what? Cable TV. You should uh definitely hit me up at ZScott80 on Twitter. Hit me up. I will gladly do that um, MCU uh, marathon on my Twitch uh, for $1,000. So, hey. Oh,
Moan, did you see? Oh, yeah, you already said. But hold on, we're getting back to this. Why Why the Lion King? Because it's going to be live action. Like, kind of like live action, like the graphics for it. It's going to be fire. And the, the actors that they got voicing some of the characters, fire. It'd be cool if they could have an alternate ending where... But I'm pretty sure they're not going to have it like that. But it's going to be fire. Lion King. Another honorable mention, De- De- Detective Pikachu. Played by Ryan Reynolds. You just named off three hey, King man. movies. Oh, no. I'm a kid at heart. What can I say? And I just happen to be great at the same time. The kid Ramon. Yeah. That's all I can say. The kid Ramon. Um, Troy, you know what we should do? What's that? We should, uh, you remember how we tried, We uh, got everybody together for the Fast and Furious Uh-huh. Movie? Should try and get everybody together for the Hobbs and Shaw. Down for that. It's gonna be a little tough, but hey. Wait, wait. When is Hobbs and Shaw? The end of August. The end of August. Ramon, could you make an appearance in New Orleans come the end of August? I'm gonna go with question mark. Dot dot dot. That's better to know. Yeah. yeah. To be continued. Well, well, we're definitely gonna be on the podcast air by the by the end of August. So hopefully we can. Ramon will be down here, and we can give you a little Hobbs and Shaw movie review. Thanks. Definitely got to mention how this a football game is going to go, you know. Yeah. Mo swears up and down that he could cover me. Well, we're not we're not going to talk about that because I talk about that obviously too much in the kick chat when I really don't. So, And you're not going to be here. You're going to be in Houston. So I'm going to just go with that. Yeah. Yep. I might be in uh, Houston, in the Houston Police Department because the New Orleans the Peace Department – it's taking too damn long, and I I don't have the time uh, or the patience to shout wait. Out to the, so I'm going shout wherever out to all the, the people. Money. I'm going wherever the money. Shout out again. to the Houston people. Yeah, shout out to the Houston people. Shout out to all the men and women in service, by the way, too. Like, thank you. Salute. True. Thank you. For me. Thank you for making making this country safe. Or at least as safe safe as much as you can from foreigners. Now in the country, we gotta we gotta we gotta be better about our own nightmare country, at the hey, moment. That's on us. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a whole different topic for a whole another day. Yeah, that, that's gonna be a whole a whole. Way. 
our podcast it's right crazy. there. Just talking about successful podcast. Oh, every podcast is a successful podcast. Love that too. Um, and then it's gonna be our, our last topic of the day. Uh, yeah. Uh, so for the 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 big sports event, actually, actually, actually the second big sports event. Uh, but the one, a big one right now is the elite, elite 16 and the elite, uh, elite eight. Uh, I want to start off by giving, uh, uh, LSU, like, congratulations and thank you for that team. Uh, you guys fought through a whole bunch of, uh, adversity. Uh, uh, that team is going to, is going to go down in the history books and next year, we're, uh, I know you guys are going to be amazing. So this is just the beginning of a dynasty for LSU and getting that program to get, uh, together again. But for, for, the, for the NCAA tournament, the Sweet 16 round, and then a preview of the Elite 8 round, I think the Sweet 16 round, that was good. That was a good round. Uh, this Duke uh, versus Virginia Tech game that came down to the wire, and that that Duke gets Duke is getting lucky. The refs are helping as much as they can. Duke is being lots of days ago. Their bigs are not really doing that great when it comes to boxing out and rebounding, and. If they if they try and play like this last second, like oh if the ball goes in or not or something like that, like Duke Duke might get upset before they get to the championship. Well, I gotta get up out of here because I gotta get back to work. But I'm gonna go with North Carolina. It's gonna win the whole thing. North Carolina versus Duke final. Before I get up out of here, y'all follow me on Twitter. Wait, North Carolina, North North Carolina just lost to to Auburn. Oh yeah, that's come right. on, Ramon. Duke's taking it off. <laughs> Duke's taking it off. Duke's winning everything. Before I go, y'all hit me up on Twitter, Ramon Burgundy. If y'all feel like following me, and see y'all on the next podcast. Peace. Me and my fidget spinners out. I knew it. Oh, my man, Ramon, bro. McCain keeping up with the tournament. This man said North Carolina, they got – they didn't just lose. They got destroyed. That's – so let me let me go. Since I'm on ESPN, let me get a, a recap of the Sweet 16. Gonzaga won, won against Florida State. Uh, Purdue won against Tennessee, which I was surprised by Purdue, Purdue by the way. Like, Damn. Purdue got me by surprise. Uh, Texas Tech won, won against Michigan. Texas Tech is uh, killing. Uh, Virginia won against Oregon. That was a close one. That was a real close one. Uh, fucking 
Michigan State won against LSU. That was unfortunate. Just Michigan State just went on too many runs. Um, I I agree with you. I have to say Troy in the chat. If uh, Will Wade, if Will Wade would have been coaching that game, I feel like LSU could have won that one, and they could have beat Duke as well. So I agree with you when you said that in the picture. Uh, Auburn, North Carolina, Auburn won, which Mullins don't pay attention. Duke barely won. And then Houston versus Kentucky, that was another good game. Uh, which, any good, yeah, who, who's your, favorite to win the championship now that we got to the Elite Eight? I'm going to have to stick with my original pick in Duke. I don't really like the fact that they've pretty much gotten lucky the past two games, but they, they have the best team. I mean, that their, their roster, just if you take their roster on paper, it's probably the best college roster we've seen since UNLV back in the day with Larry Johnson. I think that team went 40-0, and won a championship and everything. But, uh, yeah, Dukes, they're solid. They yeah. got – I mean, Zion's number one pick. R.J. Barrett's number three pick. Cam Reddish is probably the number four pick. So you got one, three, and four on your team. Or it could be one, two, and four, depending on if Morant goes second or third. Yeah. I feel like Cam Reddish's draft stock is going down, but it's, it's – Topic for another story, because uh, I seen somewhere on Twitter like they were like Cam Reddish was even on the court for like the last closing minutes of that last of the uh, Virginia Tech game. I was like, that's kind of weird, but okay. Um, I'm a good. Uh, something is telling me Kentucky. It's gonna, uh, it's gonna make a, make a upset. But uh, I'm gonna stick with my original choice. My original choice was Duke. Uh, I agree with you. That talent is, that talent is crazy. And then it's a Coach K led team with all that talent. So I feel like Duke is still a favorite, but Kentucky is gonna be my second pick. And uh, you said this earlier. Um, or yesterday, it, it sucks that the two SEC teams uh, have to go up against each other in the next round because if you really think about it, uh, we we want more exposure for the SEC and all these other conferences so that way we can get on more national televised game so that way the programs can get more money because if, if we just have it the ACC all the time, then these other programs aren't really going to be all – be able to develop. Now, when it comes to the championship, do I want another SEC team to win? No, I'd rather be LSU, but shit. I want them to do well so that way it brings more attention to the programs in the SEC. So you're sticking with your original pick. I'm sticking with my original pick in Duke. Um, 
Yeah. I think we could close it out right there. It's been good. Uh, any uh, shout outs that you would like yep. to do? Uh, follow me on Twitter, Nola Troy 504. Follow me on Twitch, 504 Boy Troy. Same as my YouTube. Just got that affiliate. Just hit 60 followers yesterday. Come check me out. Be streaming later tonight. Facts. Oh, yeah, definitely come go check him out on Twitch. I'm going to retweet that out. Um, and then for my social medias, uh, you can follow me uh, on Instagram and Twitter at ZScott80. Please, if you have any questions or any uh, topic ideas that you would like to throw our way, please hit me up on Twitter or Instagram. My DMs are open. Uh, for Twitch, which uh, come Monday, uh, I will be streaming all week on Twitch. I will be streaming every video game every time I'm on. Every time I'm on the video game, uh, I will be streaming all week on Twitch. So come check me out. Come follow, sub, everything. Yeah, support, support, support your boy on Twitch. Well, my Twitch is Zachariah Scott Three. Uh, I'm I'm gonna be hosting Troy later on on my Twitch. So hey, come check us out on Twitch. Uh, and then Ramon said his uh his social media is earlier so hey please go follow go follow him too uh go check us out and uh so far it's been good uh proud of this episode and uh can't wait to uh bring you guys some more episodes so see y'all later yep deuces Peace.